You begin to change your thinking from appearances and how things look and how other people view me, okay? Because every time you find yourself upset in life about anything that anyone else has said, what you're really saying is what you think of me is more important than what I think of me, all right? So you change from appearances to what I call quality thinking. Quality. What is the quality of my life rather than how does it appear to others? Now, do you tell yourself that because my friends don't like me, that that means there's something wrong with me? Now, that's, see, that's what you have to learn, that another person's opinion is just that. It's their opinion, and that's all it is. Every time you are upset or your children are upset because of what somebody else says about them, including their peers, what you are really saying in that moment, and this is really important, what you're saying is what you think of me is more important than what I think of myself. And you must never give anybody that kind of power and control over you because they will always have it. The funny part about approval, for those of you who really want it and really... Now, I'm here to tell you that I like approval. I enjoy it. I find it one of the most exciting things in the world. I like it when people read my books. I love it when people applaud. I like it when people uh, tell me nice things and all. I like approval. I'm the first one to admit it. What I don't do is I don't need approval. There's a big difference between wanting approval and needing approval. When you need approval, it means you become immobilized when you don't get it from making other people's opinions more important. Now, for those of you who say, yeah, but I want approval and I need it, and if I don't get it, and so on, then understand this. The people who get the most approval in life are the ones who care the least about it. And the ones who get the least approval are the ones who are always going after it. So if you want approval in this paradoxical way that I'm talking about it, stop needing it. Stop concerning yourself about it. Ask yourself, who gets the most approval in life? Think of the person that gets the most approval, and you'll see that that person couldn't care less what other people are thinking. They're so busy being, they don't have time to notice what their neighbors are doing. Thoreau said this, he said, if you advance confidently in the direction of your own dreams and endeavor to live the life which you have imagined, you will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. What that means is that success is not something that you can get in life. Success is an inner process. Success is something that you bring to everything you do in your life. It isn't something you get out of what you do. And when you get that and you learn how to get the junk out, and advance confidently, doing what makes the most amount of sense to you based on your inner signals and the one issue of morality, which is you never interfere with anybody else's right to do the same. Each person has their own right to advance confidently in the direction of their own dreams. And when you violate that, you're violating the principle of the universe, the essence of the universe, which is cooperation and harmony. Then success will begin to chase you. And it will come into your life and arrive in your life in amounts that you never dreamt of before. That you never dreamt of. Things will start happening to you that you would never imagine before. I'm working on a book right now that's going to be called, You'll See It When You Believe It. And when you start believing in some of these principles, 
you'll start seeing things that you were blind to for so long. When you were back here in the two and the three and the four and the five, when you were moving away from yourself, as long as you're moving back towards your universal essence, your harmony with yourself, your cooperation with the rest, things will start happening in ways that you never dreamt of. Jung called it uh, synchronicity. And we it's, it's a term that we use to, to explain how unexplainable coincidences sort of happen in our life. And how come these things happen? I'm going to share a couple of those with you before we leave. The, the quality versus appearance in your life means that you get that inner candle flame working in a way that gives you quality, independent of what other people think of you. Maslow, in defining self-actualizing, no-limit people, said they are independent of the good opinion of other people. Of the good opinion of other people. Independent of it. They're so busy advancing confidently, doing the things that make sense, and bringing success to changing their baby's diaper. And bringing success to weeding their garden. And bringing it to the job. They bring it on the airplane so that when they run into somebody who is, who is rude to them, a stewardess that is rude, they don't see it as an attack on them. It's just where they are. And they send them love. Help them a little bit. You know? They're kind. When somebody wants to get in on the freeway and their uh, one old temptation when they were on the one to the six side was to say, oh yeah, nobody's getting in front of me. I'm getting there first. It's like, they slow down a little bit. They don't have all that type A stuff of having to beat somebody else and having to defeat somebody. It is, it's a new way of being. It's a way of quality where your harmony allows you to cooperate and you are a part of what this whole thing is about. New way of being, quality rather than appearances. Another new way of being. Very important. Living your life on ethics rather than rules. Ethics rather than rules. All these rules, all these ways of having to do things, somebody else dictates to them. Do you know that some of the most immoral acts in the world have been perpetrated in the name of the rules? These are the laws. What do you think Nazi Germany was all about? Everybody doing all these horrible things to other people. I'm only doing my job was the defense we all heard at Nuremberg. I was just doing my job. If it's an immoral rule, it's immoral to obey it. And self-actualizing people, as Maslow tells us, have rules inside of them that they could never obey, never disobey, ever. And they have to do with ethics, how you treat people. How do you think we get to where we are now? You know who Rosa Parks was? The woman in the South, the black woman in the South who said, not today, I'm not going to the back today, no way. I know what the rules are. The rules were all over the place. If you didn't need, if you needed a reminder, there were signs every place, colored in the back, white in the front. And she said, no, I'm sitting here. And that made all the difference. Ethics, not rules. When your children start disobeying rules that need to be disobeyed, don't be surprised. When I was in the service, they had a policy on Guam, where I was stationed, which would not allow the Guamadian civilians to shop in the PXs and the Navy exchanges. But they did allow all other civilians to shop in the Navy exchanges and PXs. But if you were Guamanian, that is, if your skin was dark and your eyes were shaped a little different, then you couldn't. A clear, outright violation. I was a serviceman. I was in the Navy. I was a communications cryptographer. 
They had a, a, a newspaper on the Guam Daily News, and it said, an invitation to speak your mind. <laughs> there was a letter writing contest. And they offered $75 to the first prize winner. $75, this was 1961. That was a fortune to me. That was a month's pay in the Navy at that time, almost. So I entered the contest and I knew I would win it. I had already written a novel at that time. A whole novel I'd written while I was on Guam. I knew it wasn't going to be a contest. <laughs> uh, I felt sorry for the other people entering it. I knew I was going to win this. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't realize that when you're in the service and you have an opinion and you don't submit it to the chain of command, that you can be court-martialed for that. So the headlines on next week's Guam Daily News were U.S. Sailor Assails Policy of Discrimination. Big hot stuff, all right? And I was called before a vice admiral, Commander Naval Forces Marianas Islands, and threatened with a court-martial because I had disobeyed the rules, even though the rule was immoral. There are lots of them like that. And when I went in and they threatened me with a court-martial, I told them this was my battle plan. They didn't have Xerox machines in those days, so I had to get a lot of carbon paper. I wrote a letter to President John F. Kennedy, and I wrote a letter to the Secretary of the Navy, and I wrote a letter, I was, my hometown was Detroit, I wrote a letter to the Detroit News and a letter to the Detroit Free Press, telling them what was happening to me as a result of just expressing my opinion about an immoral act that was going on over here on Guam. And I showed the Naval uh, uh, Vice Admiral my letters right there. I said, I've only sent the one to the President and the Secretary of the Navy. These letters go to the newspapers across the country. There was one there to the New York Times as well, and the Los Angeles Times. It was, uh, and I just spread them out before him. I said, if you court-martial me or punish me in any way for this, then what's going to happen is the world is going to find out about this policy. And I'm prepared. I'm ready. I can handle it. And I was 20 years old at the time, or 21. Not only did I get a blessing from that, because all things come in blessings for you, <laughs> I got out 90 days early. <laughs> and they stamped on my record, P.I., because the president took it up and sent it to the secretary, must have. And I never heard from him, but uh, P.I. on your record means political influence. And they don't like anybody with political influence in the military. And as soon as they saw that, they said, this is somebody we probably will be... Uh, giving a discharge real soon. There was no court, there was no court martial and in September of 1962 a brand new policy was initiated on Guam which allowed any civilian to shop in the navy exchanges. And it came about as a result of someone saying these rules are immoral and therefore it's immoral to obey them. New ways of being, <laughs> ethics rather than rules. And when your kids want to know why, how come these rules are so stupid? How come we have to do this? Encourage them to change them. My mother always did that. She would have to help me uh, get out of, the, out of the messes that I got myself into because I, I did it in my impetuous youth. I would just, when they would say to me, what's more important, your job or school? I was just honest. <laughs> I said, my job, of course. <laughs> That's how I felt in those days. But what you do put out in the world is exactly what's coming back to you. And if you find things coming back to you that you don't like and don't understand, don't ask yourself why these things are coming to you. 
Ask yourself what you're doing to make them come back to you. And when you start putting the responsibility on yourself, you'll start seeing dramatic changes. Dramatic changes. A new way of being. Instead of rules, ethics. A new, another new way of being. Instead of looking all your life for achievements and externals, try living your life on knowledge, for the sake of knowledge. Knowledge instead of achievement. For the sake of knowledge. Being in a, in a context in which you don't have to collect a lot of merit badges. You don't have to collect a lot of, a lot of uh, awards and other people's uh, value judgments. That you go to school or you go out into the world or you read or whatever it is you do because it makes sense to you. Not because of what somebody else is going to put on a transcript or where you're going to appear in a class list. We need to help our children to understand and value the importance of knowledge for the sake of knowledge and doing things that make sense rather than taking the easy way. Knowledge rather than always trying to achieve. We're in an achievement-oriented society which tells us that we evaluate and judge a human being based upon how many achievements he has. But most of the people who get caught up in that trap and are always in this circle of trying to get ahead, trying to always get ahead, their reward for that almost always is higher blood pressure, ulcers, early deaths, and even things like cancer we're beginning to find out are related to the kinds of stresses that we have. And remember, it's a perfect universe. There's no stress in it. There's only people thinking stressful thoughts. And when you put that pressure on yourself to always achieve and get ahead of the other guy, you miss what it's really all about. There's nothing wrong with goals. It's falling in love with them that's the problem. <laughs> it's not being able to be flexible and be alter them. If you have a goal to get here, to get $100,000 in the bank, to get to this promotion, to get two cars in your garage, whatever it is that your goal is, and you're on your way to that, and you're always working at the goal, all of this stuff on your way to the goal is called striving. And that's what you learn, striving. And striving is a very low-level place to be. When you get to your goal, because all you've ever known is striving, you will just always suffer from this disease called more. You will just upgrade your goal to $200,000, four cars and two houses and another wife and a younger one and, and all of these kinds of things. If you have a goal and you understand that every step along the way is a present moment to enjoy and to live, then the goal won't become any obsession. I don't have any goals in my life. People ask me, where are you going to be five years from now? What are you going to be doing? What's next for you? I just, uh, I remember what Lincoln said, who to me was like the greatest person who ever sat in that White House. He said, I've never had a policy. He said, I just tried to do what made the greatest amount of sense each and every day of my life as I sat there as the President of the United States. And I think there's, there's something really significant in that, that you don't have to get it all planned out and follow a certain pattern and do it a certain way. If you just sort of trust your inner instincts and go with that and live each moment, the goal stuff will all take care of itself. But if you're sacrificing and pushing your life aside and, and uh, suffering on your way to trying to get someplace, you'll never get there. It will always elude you because once you get there, you'll just have to upgrade it. And that's because that's all you'll know. Nowness is that purest form of sanity, living in this moment and enjoying it. And all the rest of it will sort of work its way out.